Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation time for driven radio show hey welcome to driven radio your weekly one-stop program for automotive addiction i am brett hatfield and you're not nope uh i am here with our spectacular engineer and co-host mr catfish groves amazing and usually the esteemed mr Corey pratt of craving cars on youtube but apparently he's been sucked into a black hole or a vortex or something craving cars we miss you we're coming to you from driven radio studios in bucolic Overland Park, you Kansas. You are full of big words today. I use a thesaurus. Well, well, we'll play. I thought bucolic <laughs> meant that you weren't feeling very good. Uh, oh, that's uh, just colic. That's colicky. Oh, okay. I, I got you. <laughs> colicky Overland <laughs> Park. <laughs> we're, we're coming to you from colicky Overland Park, Kansas. If you like what you're hearing, tell us or tell your friends or tell somebody. Tell yeah, Please tell the world. <laughs> yeah, go shout it from the mountain. If there's something you'd like to hear more of, please tell us. Send us pictures and stories about your cars. We want to know yeah. everything about your sweetheart that's in the garage, what you're working on, what you're driving, what you're polishing on, taking to shows. We want to see it, and we want to hear the stories behind it. If your story is really cool or interesting, we might drag your butt on the show. <laughs> It's happened. <laughs> and, and since we're not getting as many uh, responses as I thought we would, people might be afraid of being drugged on this show. <laughs> <laughs> They've seen the pictures, the film. Oops. Damn it, you should never do video. Uh, send all your good stuff to <laughs> Brett at readthedriven.com. B-R-E-T-T at readthedriven.com. So, what have we done in cars this week? Before you say one word, Don't. there's a car on Bring a Trailer. Uh-oh. I really want you to see. Okay, yeah, bring that on, because, uh, yeah, my... It's kind of a pinky-looking 56 Mopar. There's, there he is. Hey, Corey just stepped in. We'll oh, have him here hey, in a second. all right. A pinky 56 Mopar? Yeah, it's a, <gasps> it's a light kind of pastel pink 56 Mopar. It is clean. Bring that on. Is There's, it the Belvedere or Savoy? Because uh, it, if it's the Plaza, then i got to do a lot of work on it. It's neither. Yeah. It... You know, honest to God, it might even be a DeSoto. Is it? Or is it? Oh, the DeSotos are fun with the little teethy grills. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Okay. It oh, might okay, even now be I'm excited. Now you might even be a DeSoto. I want to stop recording and go look, but now, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to I'm gonna just, you know, I'm going to man up and get through, power through. The, uh, <laughs> the auction right now, as it sits, the thing is sitting at... It's like $6,500 right yeah, now, yeah. and it's going off in four days. Now, with Bring a Trailer, that's going to go up. That's going to go oh, up, yeah. go up considerably. But I want you to see it. It looks like <laughs> it is up your alley, baby. I want you to see that thing. Um, what have you done in cars this week? Well, uh, I almost made a hor- horrible, beautiful mistake uh, this past weekend. To put it in a nutshell, I went to look at a uh, 65 Chrysler New Yorker. It was hot, hot, hot. Oh, boy. Two-door, 413. Um, just, you know. 413. All, 413, all the bells and whistles. And the thing looked great. I mean, it was a, it was a 20-footer. I won't kid you. For me, great. My, my idea of great is, uh, is a little different than other people's idea of great. But, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it was like, yeah, I would be willing to drive this. I wouldn't worry a whole lot. You know, I wouldn't drive down gravel, gravel roads, but wouldn't worry about rock chips. So, uh, all that went great. And then, uh, took it for a test drive and it was doggy. <laughs> I mean, if you press the gas pedal, you know, gently, it would, bleh, bleh. It would go down. You had to like jam your foot down and, and you know, it was stop or go, period. And uh, I wasn't real thrilled with that, but everything else looked great, right? I could have looked at it better, but I'm like, ah, you know, my son, my son's 20. He's got this buddy in his mid 20s. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. And this cat is empathetic. Well, this he, is empathic. He speaks car. This is the guy that's helping your son with that crap box truck. Yeah, that, that horrible truck that he's putting. I'm sorry, <laughs> son. I'm, I'm so sorry if you listen to this. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's becoming a better truck. It started awful, but it's becoming better. Well, Anyways, that's the idea. I dragged this guy along, threw a few bucks at him. He uh, crawled all over the thing right and we were uh we were inside the cabin he's he's got his little pen light and stuff and he's looking at all this stuff he's like yeah you know we can get we can get the motor running better but uh, look at this and we start we peeled the carpet back 
And there's this, uh, it's basically industrial grade, the, the kind of gooey crap you wrap around oh, your, um, no. uh, all your, your pipes and stuff in your HVAC yeah, yeah, to keep yeah. them from leaking. It's, it's kind of like the wonderful stuff that you can get from Hushmat, except not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the passenger side's got that down. I'm like, oh, okay. So they've done a little, you know, heat. Uh, they're working with the heat and with the noise and trying to keep it down. We get over to the driver's side. We peel it back and he's like, dude, look. And we look, and right there, we're uh, underneath the gas pedal. The there's that sticky stuff, and behind that, it is dark red orange. Uh-oh. It's blood, and there's even wet on it. And he's like, "Hang on," and we start feeling down on the carpet. The carpet's wet around there. It's obviously dripping from somewhere underneath the uh, dashboard. And then we feel around and go to the the passenger or the the rear, not passenger, but the rear uh, fender wa- or a uh, footwell, and it's wet in there too. The oh. whole side is wet. And he's, so and, is everything kind oh, of mushy and rotted and. Well, well, yeah, the floor and- was still kind of solid, but that is <laughs> rust behind that gooey, sticky stuff. And he just kind of leans into me and whispers, walk away. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did. Oh, and uh, But so now I'm, and to make a long story half long, uh, now I'm back to look. And so that really interests me. I did. If I had double the money I had right now, there's a 55 Plymouth. That is pitch black, shiny as a button. Actually, it's a '56, and they've uh, they've redone the interior. It's got a '350 uh, crate in it. Oh my god, it makes my teeth ache just looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'll do what I do. How about you? Uh, well, let's jump to Corey first because I'm going to take yeah, some time. Yeah, because Corey's here. Well, I shouldn't take any time at all. Uh, on to you, Brett. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Hey, I I, I uh, got to go to a really cool show, the great the great car show that that happens every oh, year. That's yeah, 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 yeah. The Kansas City Automotive Museum and yeah. the uh, and the World War One Museum. They they get together. How was and it? Do this this show. Attendance wasn't the greatest that I've been to in the past. Well, though, but that's COVID attendance. Yeah, yeah. with with all there, that. There's crap. that. It was super hot and it was rain in the forecast. So oh, yeah, yeah, Scheisse, yeah. And it did a little bit on that. Well, and between the super hot and the rain and the, I was so stinking tired from being at Mika Mendy. Uh, I had Vlad entered, and I didn't even bother to show up. Oh. I noticed. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I had spent my week at Mika Mendy, right? which is the first big live auction since the beginning of all the coronavirus crap. Oh, wow, yeah. And watched Vern represent yep. that entire John Otzbach collection. As much as he talked about it here, he didn't fully sell that. The cars of that that collection was stunning. I bet. And I bet th- it was. That was amazing stuff. That Mustang, that sh- that GT three fifty double O two R. Yeah, sold for more than any other Mustang ever. It went for three point five. It was three point eight yeah, five with the Vig. It, yeah, it out- I saw that. It outshone the uh, the uh, Bullet Mustang. Yep. Yeah. Sure did. Sure did. But also. In that auction, Otzbach had one 289 uh, wide hip competition mm-hmm. car, but there were two other real Cobras there, a 289 slab slide street car Ooh. and a 427 wide hip street car, no paper clip roll bar, Yeah, uh, green with black. Oh, man, there was so much cool stuff. There I was bet. a I lot bet. of cool stuff. Now it's going to make the great car show not look so great because well, of that what was, he's talking about now. That but. was just it. I, I, I'd seen all that stuff all week. Plus, however though i had sweat my ever-loving butt oh, off yeah. I, 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 all week long you know every it, t-shirt it was a it was amazing how drenched i got at, at even just this one car show it was so human even though the sun was away most of the time thank god because it would have been so much worse oh, yeah, 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 been yeah. brutal but uh but I, i'll be honest it, it was uh, uh sponsored by the porsche club so uh-huh. could you okay. imagine there was probably a, a lot couple, of mercedes couple porsches there and some uh, carmen gears and some yep nice yeah you got it nice. no actually not the, a one carmen gear sorry no? i lied to you damn it <laughs> no there was some <laughs> you know what what's really cool sometimes of having a show not be gigantic is when it has such a quality uh show up attendance yeah, yeah, that yeah. you get to spend a little more time on each car true so true and, uh, and, and then there will be a video for craven cars coming out on that one too. oh nice Groovy. Groovy. Too. good deal week, so yeah that's uh that's that's the most of the uh, mostly what I did this last weekend. Well, wrapping up the Meekum stuff, mm-hmm. it was warm. It wasn't as hot as it was here, but it was inside. It was at the state fairground, so it's a series of buildings, and the circulation was never what you really wanted it to be. <laughs> and they tried to cool oh, it, man. and they did a pretty fair job of it. But uh, how much money do you think they spent trying to do that? You know, <laughs> they they sold seventy eight percent 
They had a 78% God. sell-through rate. That's and insane. And I think... 69 of that went to AC. <laughs> I think they did $74 million in sales, if memory Ooh, serves. Wow. Yeah, which That's is good. stunning. That's a ton. Birthday, birthday yeah, good. That's awfully good. And they also <laughs> had amazing rare stuff there. Corey, a very, very nice uh, Rosso Corsa Red over black leather 71 Ferrari Daytona Coupe mm. on mm. Barani wires. Uh, they also had a, a 67 Ferrari 275 GTS, black over red. Oh, very sexy. They had three what, all together. What were those going for? Uh, the uh, 275 went for 1.43, and the oh, Daytona was just shy of a million memory serves. Wow. Uh, they had a lot of great Ferraris. They had three as a collection. Uh, so you had to get all three? 70 Chevelle SS Hardtop LS6, 70 Ooh. Chevelle SS Convertible LS6, 70 El Camino <laughs> LS6. All black with white SS all right, stripes all right, on all right. oh. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no how about, how about kidding. I the garage and seeing all the bam, bam, bam. Can you imagine? Yeah. So I would, just, I would just, you know, you could hear the oh. <laughs> there was, the there was so much cool stuff that I never really got tired of what I was it always doing. Makes the I was sunshine. having a good time. Yeah. Uh, so fun to get back into the auction swing of things. All righty. This week we have news about Ford doubling down on the Bronco, a possible Bronco pickup. BBS is on the brink of disaster. Why Gordon Murray is our favorite automotive madman. And the new kit car that will let you compete with the big boys in the off-road racing world. Our special guest this week is Patrick Crook, CEO of Rev Muscle Cars. Patrick will be here to discuss what makes Rev different, what Rev can do for you, and the greatest Mopars that never were. Sexy. We got a lot of news to cover this week, so let's get to it. Oh, by the way, guys, you'll notice as we go road and track this week killed it in the news almost every story we got came from them thank you guys at road and track appreciate Amen. that well done you're one of my favorites for a reason we love you uh from roadandtrack.com uh ford's doubled production of the bronco first edition due to demand who, i called this. i was about to say who called that i freaking said it last week when we watched the debut debut i said they would never be able to keep up with demand it was uh the demand was so hot that ford's website crashed following the reveal last week i know i was on it <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault <laughs> play it again play it again play it again uh, that, that could have been me ford announced uh last tuesday that it's doubled uh the bronco first edition's production run from 3500 vehicles to 7000 you know they may not seem like a lot but considering such an abbreviated year that's that's humping it out well yeah, done it really is and that was that first edition that was supposed to be so loaded out uh-huh Keep reading. Nice. Ford says all the additional <laughs> units have already been spoken for. <laughs> See? All right. See? See? <laughs> the uh, first edition is arguably, arguably the most well-equipped Bronco trim with features from all the other trims, plus uh, the Lux package, which has adaptive cruise control, a 10-speaker sound system, wireless charging pad, heated steering wheel, and two additional USB smart charging ports. There's uh, my favorite, the Sasquatch package. I love that. Big tires. Big <laughs> Big tires. Big footprint. They come, uh, with, they come with a little hair on them. The seven-mode GOAT, G-O-A-T, terrain management system, which was really kind of cool. You've got to watch the video on it. Uh, for that one's neat. It's kind of dial up how you want to bounce. A unique suspension setup with a disconnecting front sway bar, a front push bar, a black painted hardtop, a unique leather interior, and we all liked, uh, what was it last week we were talking about, we all like kind of the way they, they added oh, little yeah, colors and stuff yeah. in there. Yeah, the little accent colors. Yeah. And first edition graphics along the body, so it's not surprising to see people pick it uh, over the any other trim, even when it uh, comes rolling in at 59.3 MSRP. And you can expect that those show up on uh, on lots. You're going to pay more than 59.3. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the other thing. Base price on that was $29,000. So if you get this, it's basically double base price before you pay whatever the double the uh, dealer markup is going right, to be. Right, right. And well, whoever knows what that's going to be depending on the dealer. Now, that seems to be a popular thing nowadays, the whole first edition stuff. They, they, they're doing that yeah. a lot with all these new yeah. vehicles. but Well, and the, the assertion is, I read about this in a couple different places. The idea is that maybe because they had the problem with the website, they oversold the first edition, and then they had to say, we're going to do 7,000. Oh, they're already <laughs> spoken for. Yeah, right, right. So, the second first edition. Well, enough of the Ford Bronco talk. Let's get out of that. So, Road Track, uh, the Ford Bronco pickup could be on its way. 
to rival the Jeep Gladiator. You kind of figured they were going to do that. If <laughs> yeah. they were bringing the Bronco to challenge yeah. the Wrangler. <laughs> Uh, Ford is planning to uh, build the pickup version of the Bronco SUV, which is, you know, it's about time. I mean, the Bronco's been out for weeks now. I mean, <laughs> not even. Yeah, well, <laughs> a week. We've been yeah. talking about it for days now. <laughs> Ten days. Yeah. So it's about time. Uh, but like the regular based uh, Jeep, the Gladiator, the Bronco pickup will basically share a lot of this design, architecture, and powertrain options of the soon to be current Bronco. You know, I'm I'm guessing that they're just going to do. The same front yep. two-thirds Bronco yep. and throw a bed on it, and that'll be that. And they'll probably sell the hell out of them. They just call it a never forp you never instead know. of a Jeep or a Ford. <laughs> it's a forp. They said that uh, we shouldn't expect to see production until mid-2024 as a 2025 model. But in the next breath, they said, eh, we're going to try to have it out in 2022. Yeah, that works. It uh, sounds like uh, they're talking about the same, basically, 2.3 liter inline four and the 2.7 V6 uh, options. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it ain't to broke, go, don't To go along it. with that. So, hey, it'll be kind of cool to see some renderings of that coming out soon. I hope. Hope so. All right. Road track. Again. Thank you, guys. Deja vu. These guys really knocked it out of the park. It's really week. talking about something that I'm kind of a little sad about because uh, I love the kind of cars that these things come on. The BBS wheels. Uh, basically, they, they're filing for bankruptcy again. Yeah, these guys filed for bankruptcy. What, like two this time? Not without my sleeve, Bristol. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, the German wheel uh, maker, uh, the German wheel maker responsible for supplying wheels for a lot of these legendary German car makers, um, are filing for bankruptcy. The move was a necessary step uh, to prevent some upcoming months due to sudden omission and uh, confirmed payments. Oh, confirm- wait, what? Yeah, we can't make the saying. payments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. Basically, what they're saying so is uh, if we could have built more crap, we would have had some money. But we that's so sad. We, we were not going to make the payments. We do not have the money. That's so sad. It's interesting. <laughs> so they move a necessary because they need to uh, pay their bills. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they can't yeah. pay their bills. And All they right. got... Uh, they got a couple insolvency administrators to help them, and one of them, the ones, is the one that was there in 2011. You know, if you'd done a better job then. <laughs> it happens. Okay. Corey, Corey and I know who this guy is. Mark doesn't, but Corey and I are going to share a, a look for a second. Gordon Murray. You know Gordon Murray? Yeah, he used the to be guy, a neighbor of mine. The guy who designed and built the McLaren F1. Mm-hmm. Ooh, remember Gordon Murray? Okay, Gordon Murray is insane. <laughs> He's building another supercar. It's a V12, naturally aspirated, and has a 12,100 RPM red line. And... Uh He's he's nutty. He's uh, one of the le- most legendary designers of all time. He's des- designed the Brabham BT46 F1 car and also that had the game-changing suction fan on the back. You familiar with this? He put a big fan in the back that sucked air from underneath the car yeah. and sucked it down to the road. Isn't that what, basically they use like a snowmobile engine or something for that to power it? And yeah, so they had well, the engine that powered the car, well, another gonna, one that powered the fans that sucked the car down. Yeah, for he's going to pull that stunt again. <laughs> uh, it, much like the F1, uh, this this new car is designing the uh, Gordon Murray Automotive T50. Uh, much like the F1, makes its power from a naturally aspirated Cosworth V12 mated to a manual gearbox, revs peak at 12,100 RPM. It's going to sound like a a badger getting a colonoscopy. Producing (laughs) 654 horsepower. I'm sad to know you know that sounds. At 11.5 and peak torque at 9,000 RPM. Peak torque is 344 pound-feet. Over 70% of that torque is available from 2,000 RPM on. Uh, Revs quickly, gaining 28,400 RPM per second, <laughs> per second, which means you can rev to red line in no time flat. Uh, because the engine spec sheet lists the T50 of having 663 horsepower per metric ton, that means this car weighs in at under 2,200 pounds. Oh, my God. Remember horsepower to wow. weight, kids? 2,200 pounds, 654 Jet-powered horse. Jet-powered paperclip. I'm assuming no this engine kidding. is very small. Uh, makes over, it's over 100 pounds lighter than an ND Miata. Oh, my God. And makes three times the power. <laughs> Wow. Uh, truly going to be one of the wildest vehicles ever made. The car's cold air intake is directly above the driver's head, so you'll get to hear so, that. Yeah, a lot like an F1. And it yeah. uses a fan for cooling there and also to suck the car to the road, just like that BT46 <laughs> F1 car. Unbelievable. No word on That's pricing so cool. yet. I'm sure we're all going to buy three. Yep. All so right. Fun. Here we go. In uh, three, two, one. 
Well, also from, uh, mus- well, hang on, three, two, one. From Muscle Cars and Trucks. Wait, not com. from Road and Track? No, we have an interloper. That's that's oh, my dump, Lord. Dump the story. Yeah. <laughs> that's all done. It's, it's not the, legit. Uh, SCG Mini Boot is priced will be Baja 1000 eligible and street legal. Did, did you see the pictures of this thing yet? I saw, I think, one of them that was like, that's pretty kicking. This is really cool. I want one. I'm pretty sure I did. Now, I hope I get this right. Shortly after Scuderia Cameron Glickenhaus beat the Ford Bronco R at the Baja 1000 with an LT4 powered boot, the boutique automaker announced a follow up called the SCG Mini Boot. This wild looking two door off road 4x4 will be sold as a kit car that will be Paris to Dakar buggy class and Baja 1000 class 10 eligible. You can buy a kit car that'll let you go race big time off road. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, it's your dune buggy for mm-hmm. the killer class. SCG announced that the mini boot will be priced from $130,000. Company noted that the kit will come with all the regulatory hardware to make it street legal. Uh, That makes me happy. Additionally, it will likely be uh, rear-wheel drive only with three seats. Four-wheel drive is not Paris to Dakar legal in its class. Okay. Now, that I didn't know. But you can carry three people, which means you might be able to have a mechanic on board, maybe navigator on board. Yeah. Helpful. Yeah, and a chef, because, you know, it's Paris. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the SCG mini boot will remain four-wheel drive capable for those who chose not to compete in PDD or Baja 1000. Yeah, but it's street legal. Yeah. yeah that's Did you see yeah. this thing? It looks like it could clear fire hydrants. <laughs> <laughs> the chassis is going to be primarily made of steel, but customers can specify carbon fiber body uh, for extra money. Oh, and boy. powertrain oh. is not included, which that's for 130K. I'm a little, I'm a little, huh. Uh, just, yeah. Just, but if it's got all the other stuff in there, plus they're not talking about really exotic drivetrain on this. Glickenhaus recommends going with a tried-and-true GM LS3 oh, V8. Oh, so, you know, hey, uh, which could provide north of 400 horsepower. If you want to reference a Chevy Performance Connect and Cruise system with an LS3 and a Tremec, T, uh, a Tremec T5-6 manual transmission, currently runs eh, north of 15K. So the vehicle will have a 17-digit VIN complying with the NHTSA low-volume rules. This can be yours if the price is right. You know... Looking at this, you're talking about potential off-road supercar that's street legal, has a VIN, you can get insured, and if you're proficient enough to turn the wrenches yourself, you're in, out, and done for about 150 grand. Yeah, it'd be a good toy if you you got that kind of... Dude, you could throw a lot more money at something a lot less capable. Guess I'll have to build another garage, I guess. Go, go get a Sasquatch. Nah, I, I, I see you taking that thing and stuffing it full of uh, Hellcat power plant. You're damn right. <laughs> Is there something wrong with that? Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. I did not. Oh, something wrong. Something right. I would okay. twist that thing up like a, a Lego gun wrong, man. Yeah, Hellcat probably be a little... Uh, How about a naturally aspirated V12? A little torquey? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a Hellcat engine would be a little bit surprised to be in something that could uh, stop and go around corners. <laughs> I guess go. we'll find out about that. <laughs> well, coming up next, we've got uh, Patrick Crook with us. He is the owner and CEO of Rev Muscle Cars. Uh, Pat will be here to talk to us about what makes Rev different, what Rev can do for you, and the greatest Mopars that never were. All this and much more coming up next on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, the sweetest smelling podcast on the web. Our guest this week is Patrick Crook. He's the CEO of Rev Muscle Cars. That's Rev with an exclamation point, by the way. R-E-V exclamation point. By God. Okay. I might have beat that one. Sorry. Patrick is sufficiently creeped out now. Let's, let's get on. No, no, this. no. I'm, I'm just overjoyed because you guys are reading it as it was written. You That's exactly how tootin'. it's supposed to be said. Rev! 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 Muscle cars. <laughs> so we said all together at the same time. Want to get married? Call the Rev. Patrick grew oh, up learning no. how to ranch, restore, tune, and drive American muscle cars. He owned, God, he was worse than me. He owned 13 cars in two years <laughs> in high school. Wow. 13. 
Uh, he's owned everything from Mopars to Mustangs and throw in some Chevelles and GTOs. He Ooh. started his first collector car business in 2003 after a career in information technology. Patrick, that was a positive move on your part. Good job. Welcome to Driven Radio. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Very happy to be here. So now that, we, now that we've jacked with the name of your business Riff. sufficiently, when did you first know you were a car guy? How old were you? Well, I, you know, that's that's as long as I can remember, um, you know, and it started predictably uh, with, with Hot Wheels. Yes. Um, yep. And, yeah. you know, and, and I think my first hot rod uh, was, you know, barely out of toddlerdom and involved a, a, a sheet of Formica counter, um, 10 inch <laughs> rain gutter nails and um, some wheels that had pilfered off of the neighbor's big wheel. I'm digging it. Oh, dude, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Custom. That's the way to go. <laughs> going downhill uh, you know, you know, fast with very little control. I'm, so, I'm guessing, that's how Tata Motors does it. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing yeah. once you got that thing rolling pretty good, you're starting to think brakes. Yeah. I didn't think of brakes. Oh, yeah, well... Yeah, you know, uh, um, stoppings was, for wimps. <laughs> I'll just jam my chucks into the pit and watch this. <laughs> watch the sparks fly. Brakes? You mean the coward pedal? That's what that's called. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling this over my head now. How did a high school kid afford all those cars? And where did well, I go wrong? <laughs> it sounds a lot more impressive than it is. Most of the time, it was. It's more uh, affordable to buy the next shitbox. Uh, can I say that? Yes. Uh, Yes, you can say that. (laughs) Than it is to repair the the other one. Uh, We've Um, all owned ship boxes. A couple of us still have them. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Well, okay. Um, I have have one that's German. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my first car was a uh, 1979 Mercury Capri. Ooh. I bought it for $400. Wasn't that like kind of the almost box body? It was, it was, it was no, Fox it was Body. The, it, it, okay. The, the Mustang body? Fox Body was the oversized Escort. Yeah. Okay. The Mercury Fox Body was a good-looking vehicle. Okay. There's the difference. <laughs> well, right it, just, it had kind <laughs> of a rounded rear on it rather than Fair a enough. squared off one. Yeah. That was not until 1983, but it did have fared flenders, uh, you know, fa- uh, flared fenders. Okay. Um, it's the one that Lynn St. James actually raced and won in. It's the one that Roush preferred to to win races in over the Mustang body. Oh, wow. Um, and when he was forced to run Mustang uh, 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 nameplate, he put Capri fenders on him. So there. Um, <laughs> it was also my my, uh, my dad's first new car was an 82 in the same color. Um, wow. The difference was is that his had an honest-to-goodness uh, motor in it. Mine had a German V6. So it was – a German by way of Mercury. And yeah. Not so it's a, not Capri a with a K. Yeah. No, no. Like a Mercur? <laughs> it didn't come uh, with... You know, they were coming out around the same time. Yeah. Uh, but no. Came with a free set of jack boots. That's is a um, Capri. You know, <laughs> Capri. So like all, all good Ford owners, I immediately befriended the local neighborhood uh, Ford mechanic. Um, and... And when I when the car wasn't running, I would either walk or bicycle to my job, which was about five miles. Oof. And I would, uh, you know, work open closes at McDonald's, so it was always dark out whenever I was walking. And and this guy always had a single bare bulb light on in his garage. I would just stop and and watch him work, and he stopped telling me to go away, and started <laughs> answering my questions. And the coolest thing about it is is that it wasn't just modern Fords that he was working on, he had a whole Cougar collection. Nice. So XR7s, Eliminators, just sitting in his in his backyard or in the garage. Awesome. You know, so you know, my dad was a was a was a Chevy guy and also um uh he actually was the the first Mopar guy in, in my family. He had a I'll I'll save that for later. But anyway, this, this, Ford, this, this Ford mechanic is the one who taught me how to do my own alignments, you know, work on my car myself, you know. And, and so what really made me a car guy was that kinship, him taking me under my wing and, and cool. showing me the ropes. Very that's cool. Nice. That's really nice. You know, um, and, and that's that's where I really developed the love for for this sick hobby that we all participate in. And it sounds like you were affording this working at McDonald's at least part of the time. I, well, <laughs> like I said, yes. Um, you know, I had a good way of parlaying 
uh, one car into the next. So, you know, it was, you know, uh, it, you know, yes, this was a shit box and I could fix it a, a well enough to pull my money back out of it or make a little and then buy the next one. Ah, yes. Um, Trade up. You know, I, and, 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 uh, you know, a couple of things like that. I, I found a 73 Chevelle Laguna sick or Laguna SS, um, oh. that was blue and rust with blue and duct tape interior. <laughs> okay. And we're not talking rust um, as the color. <laughs> and, uh, Classic right. custom and, and, maybe. Uh, and it was like $150. Oh my God. Okay. Flaky I patina. opened the trunk of that, of that car and in the trunk is filled with vintage vinyl. <gasps> um, inc- inc- yes. Including uh, two copies of uh, uh, Crosby Stills, Nash and Young box set. Two copies of Electric Ladyland. Oh my God! Oh. Yeah. So I, I in that in that light, I'm like, oh, I got a free car, and I paid 150 bucks for a righteous vinyl collection. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you got vintage yeah. Hendrix. Oh, I almost bought yes. a Laguna one time myself. It was around. A, I think it, it might have been a '73 because it was in. I just uh, radically redesigned the front end of a pickup truck that I had. Yeah, you're and, no good uh, in traffic. No, it sucked, man. <laughs> you should. Dallas traffic is zero or seventy, and I went from seventy to zero real damn fast. So uh, I was out car hunting and went and looked at one, and it was kind of fun. It had like glass packs, except they were in the doors from where they replaced windows and just left all the broken <laughs> glass. So you shut the door, and then uh, oh, yeah. we, my wife and I took it for the test drive, and as we were driving, we heard clunk, and the tailpipe basically fell off from where the guy just kind of it's stuck it in. It's just a coat hanger. You can yeah. fix it. Yeah, and that's when we went, you know what, thanks. You should have wa- got it. I walked back with the keys. It was about eight blocks. and said, you know what, thanks. You should have heard that guy's wife yelling at him, damn it, you were supposed to weld on the uh-huh. guy, brother. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, You should have no. got it. You could have had a vintage record album. Yeah, I know. How I missed out completely. So <laughs> there was this you vintage- stop it? You're giving Patrick flashbacks. So there's this vintage record album. You did all this. What was your next vehicle? I have to back up a little bit because I I had I had the I had the uh, the Capri, um, and then a little bit after that, um, I had the world's worst GTO. There's a bad GTO. Four Ventura bodied oh. X body GTO. Oh. Right. Oh That's, God, yeah. I got I got to look at this now. Okay. No. All right. It was it was orange like the car in the background. Okay. With orange interior and black crinkle cut, you know the 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 uh, the, oh. the washout rubberized floor didn't even have carpet. It looks like in my grandma's Nova, uh, yeah, w- with a shaker, um, and a three uh, you know three fifty with straight pipes because the guy didn't you know he couldn't afford the rest <laughs> of the muffler system probably um, but he probably made shifting. it out of his neighbor's chain link fence. <laughs> he goes around saying, "You found it on the street in Dallas, left over from a Laguna." <laughs> well. <laughs> All right, so my my floors in that car were were um, uh, courtesy of Century Twenty One. Uh, <laughs> yep. So I had aluminum floors, and it was really fast because it was light. <laughs> That's weight reduction and, uh, in this. And you knew uh, who to call have, when you needed a house. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, whatever. You know, look, it would sell itself. The house was fine. <laughs> um, there was a, there's a stretch of highway um, that was uh, Transformers used it to, to film. Um, uh, Blues Brothers used it to film. Uh, called the Amstutz Expressway. That's that's near my house, driving distance from my house. And the thing is, is on on uh, Friday and Saturday nights, you would go there and wait for someone to line up next to you. And with this absolutely putrid, unloved GTO, that again was orange and rust. You know, that yeah. was the favorite. My favorite two tone was and rust. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I had this guy uh, line up against me that was ri- driving a really righteous, uh, was it 72? 428 Cobra Jet Ranchero. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> All right. Now you've got uh, my dark interest. Dark <laughs> green, black interior, just a wicked looking beast. Never right? get any yeah. traction. And uh, well, he didn't need, he had a lot of horsepower and, and no traction, and I had, I was lighter. <laughs> but um uh it was the coolest moment because usually you know the idea is to race win the race and then keep running so they don't catch you because it wasn't friendly mm-hmm. uh, but this guy was he, he you know we raced i actually nosed him out we found a parking lot and just chilled and talked for like 20 minutes afterwards complete strangers nice you know and that again well that's car the guys, brotherhood man. that keeps me 
in and loving this hobby. Yeah. Um, you know, that car um, I did redecorate on my 17th birthday. Um, I was passing a semi truck um, <laughs> that was going too slow, and I didn't realize it was going slow because it was turning left. <gasps> oh, no. Um, <laughs> until oh, no. I was about even it's, with its gas tank. This thing's going to um, be a convertible. And I, <laughs> I, I hit the ditch. And and then a tree, oh, um, at about seventy miles an hour. Um, How those and, real estate signs hold up? And uh, you know what? <laughs> they did great. <laughs> they did great. God um, bless my, you, Century Twenty One. <laughs> I had a I had an electric fuel pump and a little a piece of angle iron that the toggle switch was attached underneath the dash to. That ripped open my my left knee. Oh, um, oh no! And and it impacted in such a way that that uh, the positive battery cable popped off the battery. So that's the only reason the fuel pump stopped. Oh. Oof. Oh. And uh, they got me to the emergency room and they were stitching my knee together and they were singing me happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> that's just, speaking of flashbacks. Every year you get to relive that crap. Oh my gosh. And I, and I had to sell that, that car for the price of the tow. That wow. was yeah. Well, then and you just... I, I, I never. The only time I got pulled over in that car was for the police to admire the setup. They like, <laughs> what are you running? You know that kind of thing. And the, the very next car I could only afford was a uh, a a four door seventy six Maverick uh, brown with tan interior. I'm ashamed. Oh, um, you know who was it we talked to? Uh, the guy from Canada that uh, took a Maverick and made it insane and really cool. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I can't re- I'm trying to remember who it was we interviewed because uh, we laughed about yeah, it and laughed helps. hard. He has all a- these great vehicles. Yep. And- yep. And he, he helps to put on the, the World of Wheels stuff. Yeah. Oh, 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 Larry Way. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And his one uh, guilty pleasure was his, a four door Maverick. Yeah, fantastic Maverick. Maverick. Well, well I, I was not, this was not a pleasure. Um, and I'm certainly <laughs> guilty for driving it. And the first day that I had it, I got pulled over and issued a speeding ticket. In a Maverick, I never had the cool passport anymore. I had, I was just some jerk speeding in a crappy Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You must have had the wind it's, behind you. Game you know, over, Patrick, man. <laughs> it sounds like you've owned a little bit of everything, but you are a self-professed Mopar fiend yes. and expert. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Throw your arms up and triumph over there, buddy. That's right. And here's what. <laughs> Lawrence, baby. So, when did you fall in love with Mopars? You know, um, my, my dad regaled me with stories of his uh, Moparness as a kid. He had a 65 sports satellite. Yes, which is, seems like a, a contradiction in terms, but right. damn, hell yeah. yeah. A sports satellite is sort of like military <laughs> intelligence. But jump hey, up hey, hey. <laughs> I resemble that uh, remark. Uh, but it was a 440, 727. Ooh. And uh, what he would do is, uh, you know, go out during lunch um sandbag a couple of races um and say hey you know i'd like an opportunity to win my money back you know can we can we oh double or nothing oh that's this afternoon he'd go home uh swap out the rear end and turn up the line pressure on his transmission (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and then come back and and uh and and clean their clocks and double his money yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. hustler in in a sports satellite you should see mark he's sitting in his own sauce now Oh, dude that's awesome man (laughs) that makes me sweaty just to think about so was that the all that it took to hook you or what what really captured your interest from in mopars no uh you know uh there is the, what what hooked me, and I and I own a, a car like it today, um, and it's in restoration jail. But that's a different story. <laughs> um, when I was looking for um, my wife's new first new car, which was a '90 Jeep Cherokee Sport, we ordered it, special order, chili pepper red, tan interior, beautiful thing, and sitting in uh, the uh, the service bay was this. Um, I think it's, it was. Um, let's see here, F. Five, you know, yeah, uh, F3 green, which is a light green, mm-hmm. and not, a, not, a, not F8. It was a weird color. 72 Challenger. Oh. <laughs> okay. And, and okay. you know, they, they call them the frowny face Challengers, right? You know, the yeah. drop mouth Challenger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I loved it. I loved it. I fell instantly in love with it, and it had 
you know, the same color green interior, the thing that nobody wants when they, except for if you're European, you know, they like those, but <laughs> Americans don't. Pistachio. You know, um, you know they, I'm like, look, everything was this color in the 60s, even your toaster and your refrigerator. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. This was popular then. And your Tupperware. But I loved it. And, and, the, and the best part about that car is that on the console, he had glued like a hundred copper pennies <laughs> instead of the wood grain. Yeah. Oh my god! It looked yeah. like a bar top. That's one way. And the old, the old, uh, the old Budweiser caps on the radio knobs and stuff. No. This was, oh. This was, yeah. Wow. And I was just tells you I'm what like, this guy spends his time doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is yeah, right. You know, I'm like, this is just. It was the coolest thing ever, okay? And so, no, I didn't fall in love with the Hemi Cuda. I didn't fall in love with the, a limelight thingy. You know, it was you know, this this weird car. Pistachio there, Challenger. Oh, Lord. I, with bottle top okay, so knobs. From, from, yes. Custom. So from there, I'm like, okay, Custom i got to find out all about Challengers. And the thing that I I, uh, I latched on to was uh, the 1970 Hemi Orange TA. I'm like, that is okay. the ultimate Oof. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You know, and, and by the way, Mopars were unloved even when they were new. Like you'd read the Motor Trend review of, in 1970 about the 1971 Cuda. And their response was, yawn, there's always next year. You know, I mean, it, and that is the most coveted collector, you know, uh, Mopar on the planet now. Yeah. Yeah. But, but for then, a long it was time. Sort of like this is too wide. This is too, you know, um, it's great unless you want to stop or turn. You know, it, <laughs> it, it, it was terrible. Oh, it's got fins and gills, and it's just, it looks aquatic. Chrysler, FCA uh, uh, brass, say that yeah. even now. You know, there was uh, rumors going around about uh, having a, a Challenger ACR to replace the Viper ACR. And they had a spokesperson come out last week and say, what are you, nuts? It's way too heavy. It doesn't go around corners. We're not going to do that. Yes. And yes, they, you are. They're saying that even now. <laughs> well, there, there is a uh, there's a um, there was a car. And this was not even fair. This is not even editorially fair. And it must have been. Um, it must have been car and driver because they they like cars but but hate cars at the same time. I don't know why, and they always have. And you know, basically, that's what the, that's where I got that line was. Oh, it's you know, it's fast and it's great unless you want to stop or turn, and that's what it was like just having those <laughs> those enhanced so, ladies. Yes. And and as a younger man, I really loved the look of them. I came uh, uh, this close to owning a, um, a Sunfire Yellow '66 uh, Charger. Um, and it was like 3,500 bucks oh, and I'm damn. like, you know, that's just too much. And I was a high school, something like that's just too much money. And it's not a 68, you oh, know, man. Yeah. And, I, and I look back at myself today and I'm like, you know, Wait. I want to go back to younger hey. self and just kick me in the head. Hey, yeah. You're the biggest <laughs> dummy there's ever. Yeah. I'm the biggest <laughs> dummy ever. And the other, the other thing that they had was, um, uh, a big block, uh, challenger, not challenger, big, uh, big block roadrunner black with red stripes. Ooh! Oh wow! Yes, red, huh? um, yes, please. Yeah, and right, and and I'm like, oh, you know, but it's not a '71 to '72. I was just stupid. I was just, <laughs> and it really didn't have pins on the dash. All right, all right. Yeah. You're, you're breaking my heart here. Tell us about <laughs> yeah. Rev Muscle Cars. What services do you offer, and uh, what is it about Rev that sets your business apart from others? Well, I mean, it really it really grows out of uh, my experience in the IT industry. You know, um, I was a, a, a geographic information systems developer uh, before I was a recruiter in IT. So I was really, I understood from a technical perspe perspective, the people who worked in that environment, I could speak their language and I asked the right questions to make sure that the job they were being put in is actually a good fit for them. Whether or not they, and I was concerned about whether or not they would be happy long term. And it was a technical placement because you had to know how their technology fit in with the environment and if their capabilities were correct for the environment. And, and, we, and it, this was not small potato stuff. It was like the Chicago Mercantile Exchange needs a network security engineer and a systems engineer for their E10K server farm that clears billions of dollars on a, day, a daily basis and has to have five nines availability. Do you know a guy? And my answer would be, yeah. And all I did was, <laughs> yes, and all I, I do. did was take, right. And all I all I did was take that mindset instead of the used car, you know, uh, uh, cattle auction mindset, and apply it 
to investment quality muscle cars. It's like, look, when a person calls you, it's not about the used car you have to try to sell them. It's about all of their memories, hopes, and dreams, and desires that need to be understood, respected, and fulfilled. And if I do that right, the guy who's selling the car, who I'm selling the car for, is automatically taken care of. So the big difference is we start by listening. Okay. And, and, and understanding important. what you want. And instead of working off a prefab definition of what a number one car is, we figure out what your number one car is. Yeah. And, and, and really, if the car that you called about, if you called in off an ad, isn't a fit, I'll tell you that. I'm like, based on what you've just told me, the car that you're calling in about is not going to make you happy. It's not going to. So forget about it. Let's talk about finding what you can find because I don't have one car. I have 10,000 relationships with other car guys all over the world. Yeah. So what services you know, does Rev offer? We, uh, we do full concierge virtual consignment. Um, I'll give you, for instance, the car that is in my background right now, that 1971 uh uh, Superbird prototype concept is in Sheraton, Massachusetts. It's part of a uh, was a twelve car collection. Now it's a nine car collection because we are selling some. Um, I flew out there. I did a full mechanical uh, paint and body inspection on the car, and then shot uh, photography and video for the car, and did a full boogie research and, and marketing to present the car accurately. Um, you know, uh, for the right person who would be looking for that car. And we handle all of, all of that, um, including all inquiries, all negotiations, all sales, close, and delivery of the car to the new owner. Um, what the seller needs to do is make the car available one more time for an inspection to check our homework after we get a deposit, a commitment from the buyer, and they need to cash a check. That's it. <laughs> That's not a bad deal. <laughs> so you know, you've you've yeah. mentioned the car in your background a couple times, and yeah, we're talking on Zoom. Uh, People who want to see this will be able to see it on readthedriven.com. But that's a '71 prototype wing car. Now, anybody who knows Mopars well knows there were no 71 wing cars. They were banned after Bill France, uh, who was president of NASCAR at the time, came out and said and told Chrysler, um, you're kicking the crap out of everybody. You're no longer going to be allowed to run modified uh, aerodynamic nose, high wing cars that are over 305 cubic inches and Chrysler quit making them. So right, yeah, the, the, they found out the juice wasn't worth the squeeze at that point. If so tell us about the seventy-one juice. wing prototypes. Sure, um, you know what, uh, you know, and, and the and the, the sad thing about Bill France's decision is that is that he thought that Chrysler had an unfair advantage, and during the sixty-nine and seventy seasons, um, you know, uh, Ford and Chevy were having more and more wrecks with their old designs, trying to keep up with. Chrysler's aerodynamic designs. Can't stop what or Bill didn't turn know. my ass. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so it was becoming a more deadly sport. And that was a concern for him as much as it was that Chrysler was just, you know, beating all. What he didn't know was that, you know, Ford and Chevy had at that point that he, that he banned, they had well-developed skunk works aerodynamic uh, uh, race shells for, of themselves. <laughs> And they were ready to go out. It would have been a much different NASCAR Ooh, yeah. had he listened to his, you know, um, and let them continue to innovate. Um, the car that's behind me um, made it all the way to three eighths uh, scale model. Um, they did, um, and, and, and for those Oklahoma? for those who can't see it, what is the car that's behind you? Describe the that. The car if- that's behind me is a uh, is a uh, the a prototype concept of a 1971 uh, Plymouth Superbird. And it's predicated off of the the Roadrunner GTX body. Mm -hmm. So you got the fat fender flares um, and the fuselage styling, but you also have uh, a nose and the Hideaway headlights are split grill like a 67 Corvette is. Mm -hmm. And um, and then you've got the rear wing that takes up pretty much the entire trunk and creeps up into the 
uh, C-pillar area. Um, and that car is uh, 200 pounds lighter than a 70 Superbird. Oh. Wow. Um, and it and um, it also incorporates a six-pack Hemi. That's what Tom Hoover wanted to mm-hmm. do was a six-pack on a Hemi. Um, and it makes uh, 75 more horsepower <laughs> than a 70 Hemi Superbird does. I really want to put my foot in that thing. Uh-huh. I want to sit in there and just get it. Oh. Well, well, here, here's the wonderful thing about it. Aside from the fact that it's a 472 um, and it's got a five-speed uh, Tremec in it, actually one of the first. Uh, you know, it also has four-wheel disc brakes. Everything on that car, aside from the, the transmission, was slated for production. You could have gotten four-wheel disc brakes, a six-pack Hemi, manual transmission, 200 pounds lighter with 75 more horsepower. And an eight-track tape player. Hot and an eight-track tape player. That's exactly I right. I am in, baby. I'm in. Power brakes and steering. And, <laughs> yes, and, uh, and, and this, is, this is what they wanted to do. And they were this close. Um, and it's the uh, the build is predicated off of all the aerodynamicist research um, in collaboration with the chief aerodynamicist um, and based on uh, you know line drawings and stuff like that from Chrysler and it's the that along with the 71 Daytona that we have um, they're the only ones that are recognized by people who are part of the program as being the only authentic full size renderings that were ever done. Oh, so nice. How did you come across this story? This is uh, even har- hardcore Mopar guys probably don't know. Uh, most of them probably don't know about the 71 prototypes. Well, I, I, I yet to be living under a rock, Brett, if you hadn't. <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate it. No, they've been in building T at Chrysler's at Carlisle over the years. They've been in Mopar Action, Mopar Muscle, Mopar Collector's Guide, Hot Rod Magazine, uh, Hemmings Muscle Machines. They've gotten good coverage over the years. Um, you know, and and uh, the other, and they've even built uh, full-on NASCAR versions of these things that have that have done hot laps at at, um, at Atlanta Motor Speedway with the actual K and K Dodge and the actual Petty Superbird. Oh wow! Um, yeah, very uh, so, very cool. Yeah, so and and that car in particular, um, the '71 Superbird, the uh, prototype, um, you know. It's done uh, power power tour style miles. You can go, uh, you know, when they debuted it at, at Chrysler, they put it in a at Chrysler's at Carlisle. They put it in a trailer, showed it, so it was fresh, and then drove it several thousand miles home. Oh wow, very so cool. It, it's a it's yeah. It's not one of these. Um, you know, uh, Barrett Jackson beauties that when you get home, it needs to be completely re-engineered because they they slapped it together for the auction. This car can do a cannonball. Sweet. So <laughs> you it. seem to be involved in lots of things in the uh, collector car world uh, yep. with with rev muscle cars and also with the prototypes. Rev. Uh, not like you're not <laughs> not like you're not doing nothing. But what else are you working on? Well. Um, um, CarTech has asked me, uh, to write a book, um, really? on muscle car collecting. Okay. Um, and, um, and I they actually picked a guy who in. owned a Capri. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and oh, oh, I, 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 okay. So not, and not a for Maverick, four door Maverick too. Not, don't not, forget about that. Not, not for nothing. Uh, there, the words Pontiac Aztec do appear in the book. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. Uh, you're yeah, but, dirty. Yeah, but it's just talking about math. Make that the cover. Well, you saw that one that was done up like uh, like like Smokey and the Bandit? Did no. you see that? No. Oh, my gosh. No. Google that. I, I have, actually. No. Google that. Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to have to stab my <laughs> eyes. The trans damn. you got to see yes. that. <laughs> That's disturbing. But, uh, basically, what the book is, is, is you know, I, I at the – at the beginning, I told you, look, we're very mission oriented. We're talking, and it's really about being good, goodness of fit rather than selling you what we've got. The book is about that, is about oh, finding cool. your, what is your best fit, not getting sucked into the number one, you know, chasing for the, the number one. Oh, it's got to be numbers matching, and it's got to have a sheet, and it's got to have all original sheet metal, you know, sheet metal. And I'm like, yeah, and the, and the, the head cheerleader to the Dallas Cowgirls in 1969 has got to be a virgin still, too, I bet. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> yes, she is. Her name was Debbie. Shut your not. dirty mouth. Yes, she is. <laughs> what? what? I'm sorry. Is that not radio appropriate? I no. Um, but so, what's the name know, of the book? And when will we be able to see this? I the the uh, the book is going to be out next spring. Okay. And uh, I do not have the final title for it yet. Okay. That's to the publisher. Yeah. I want I want the words maximum muscle in it, but nice. you know, who knows? With the picture of an Aztec. Now, this with the. Yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna punch you. A fire turd. I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah, you know. I'm, I'm gonna slug you. Okay, I like so the trans damn this is this is my favorite question. I love to ask this of everybody, and it's one that usually gets this the best story. I'm looking forward to this answer oh, today. Yeah, because this is gonna be epic. What is the dumbest thing you've ever done in a car? The dumbest thing I've ever done in a car. Yeah, dumbest thing you've dumbest ever done in a car. I've ever been caught doing in a car. You're oh, pick, you know dude. what? Yeah. yeah, have at it, Tiger. Have at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just curious which which of those two. That, that's an important. Distinction. Which is the one that's going to ruin your reputation the most? We which, want that one. Which is the one right? that's going to get us the most laughs? Uh, yes. <laughs> the, the right answer will ruin my marriage before it ruins anything else. There's okay, a, there's go a, with the other one. Such thing of statute of limitations. Come on. <laughs> Dumbest thing that I've ever done uh, in a car. Yeah, I I was uh, 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 caught carousing um, in in one of my cars um, uh, in the darkened parking lot of my old grade school. Oh wow, that adds a twist. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Isn't it? On you know, <laughs> they called him Jungle Jim. <laughs> and, uh, I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you two stories. Okay, that's that's the the funniest part about that story is that is that uh, the lady in question grabbed all of my clothes and and then I grabbed all of her clothes and we were rousted from the car <laughs> trying to cover ourselves with each other with piles of each other's clothes. Okay, okay well, that was well, Please tell me this was in the four-door Maverick. I um I uh, <laughs> gosh, what car was that? And, uh, no, that was that was the that was the the uh, the blue and rust Laguna. Well, yeah, okay, that's a sexy car. Which so was that, especially yeah. embarrassing because you had to crawl through the windows. <laughs> Oh dear! This, this keeps getting better. <laughs> well, what do I have um, here? <laughs> okay. The uh, the these the other dumbest thing that I've done in a car um, was was in the seventy four GTO. Okay. Um, I had I had let's see here one two three four seven people in the car. <laughs> yeah, because um, you could. You were not all we belted in. <laughs> oh really? Even in the trunk. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, we were going through a neighborhood um, at night. It was one of these things where, look, it's not about what the speed limit sign says. It's about how wide and twisty the road is. Mm -hmm. The wider and more twisty the road is, the higher the natural speed limit is. Well, of course, yeah, as nature demands. That's that's absolutely right. So (laughs) we're going through these wonderful twisty curves that happen to be through a complete suburban neighborhood. Um, at a high rate of speed with no mufflers, and uh, impressing over. everyone, and pull, right except yeah, we, impressing me people, which means <laughs> look at that a hole, right? <laughs> That's right. So we get pulled over, and everybody gets rousted out of the car. Okay, we come out of this thing, you know, like, like a clown, clown car. car. People just yeah. keep coming out, and they put all of us um, on the trunk of the car, and it's local Leos, it's county sheriff, and even a state police officer shows up because it's felony speeding. Okay. Felony speeding. They walk up to my best friend who is sitting in the back seat and pull him aside and put him in the middle of all those different law enforcement officers. And they start to lecture him. How dare you drive this fast? Don't you know (laughs) what you're doing? And they're just reading him the riot act. and And then they finally say, give me your driver's license. And he replies, because he's a one. year younger than me, I don't have one. <laughs> oh. What? What do you mean you don't have a driver's license? You're doing that and you're not even legally allowed to drive. And he goes, I wasn't driving. <laughs> <laughs> now, and understand to give the, the, the law enforcement officers the benefit of the doubt yeah, thank is you, the serious. fact that my own mother mistook him for me once. Wow. Okay? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And yes, she was sober and fully awake. Sure. Um, but sure. at that point, you could just see the faces on all of these cops just drop. They knew because they misidentified this guy that they had to let us walk. Really? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's awesome. Maybe yeah. maybe the dumbest and the luckiest. And, no and doubt. And luckiest. Amen. Um, you know. Yeah. And there's a third story, but I think we're probably short on time. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll save it for next time, Pat. Put that one in your holster. You We've been speaking with Patrick Crook about Rev Muscle Cars, building legendary Mobar, Mopar wing cars, and his love for all things automotive. You can find all the social media links, and there were a lot. There yes. were a lot. Oh, my Lord. All the social media links for Patrick and Rev Muscle Cars on readthedriven.com. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our audience. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com, ReadTheDriven.com, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. You can find us everywhere po- fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt and Catfish Groves. Thank you for listening, and we'll be with you next time here on Driven Radio. Driven Radio.